0: Forever. Professor Forever. Hello,
1: welcome to Professor Forever. I am the Professor Forever. Before I begin, I'd like to just take a moment to thank everyone who has supported the show since I have put on a donate and support the show button. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. It helps to defray production costs and makes me feel like my art is worth something to you. So if you feel that way and you have a buck or two that you can spare, uh, please consider donating to the show. I thank you very kindly in advance, and I appreciate you all. I just returned home from a vacation in Northern California, or NorCal, as people here like to term it. And it made me think about vacations that I've had throughout my life, the period periods that I did not have any vacation, and some images and memories that stand out to me clearly from vacations. I realize that many people cannot afford to go on vacation I myself pinch myself that I have come to a place in my life and a place of partnering where I am able to go on vacation. But I have also enjoyed wonderful staycations in my little apartments. And for those of you who don't go on the road, for whatever reason, I hope that you do find that comfortable chair in your house And enjoy play and creation and just thinking and musing in your wonderful vacation chair. So I am now on a semi-permanent vacation because I am retired. I no longer have organized work. I have extra relaxation time. I have few schedules. And I have extra time to play and create. In other words, I am in paradise. You know, I have said that I am like Ferdinand the Bull. I have always been this way. I love sitting outside and sniffing the flowers and just entertaining myself with thoughts in my mind. I bet you could tell that if you've been a listener to this podcast that I really do like to think a lot. but truly, Ferdinand the Bull truly lives in my house right now and in my body. When I was very young, I went on vacation to several places. Carlsbad Caverns, I remember going there and not being able to go inside because I was having an asthma attack connected to the bat guano. I remember going to Monticello and Mount Vernon. I had a tantrum because we were walking so long and I said I was going to hold my breath until I died. My parents told me to go ahead and do that. It was sad, but they would allow me to attempt that feat. I remember walking through Monticello And saying to someone that it smelled like dead people in there How I knew what dead people smelled like, I have no idea This was the same vacation that One of my siblings put beads in their ears They actually pulled beads off my mother's beaded clutch And heard the song Beads in Your Ears I don't know what year that was from but they put beads in their ear and we had to stop along the way at the hospital for that sibling to have a bead removed from their ear canal. That was the same vacation that I pushed the car lighter in, watching my father light a cigarette. I was sitting in between my parents in the front seat and I saw him do that. And I did the same and I put the, Lighter, which was flush. Now they don't even have car lighters, I don't think, but for a long time, the actual heating element was recessed. This was not so in 62 or 3, whenever this was. And I placed that lighter right against my lips. And I had a scar for a long time that was a circle that went around my two lips. A scar of immaturity and perhaps stupidity. That was also the same trip where I used the word retort according to stories from my siblings. I was listening to an argument between one of my siblings and my parent. And when somebody said something, I interjected, what a good retort. Everybody laughed and then later said, we have no idea where you got that word. And you were just a toddler. But it was very funny to hear a toddler say retort. I remember going to Williamsburg. I remember going to Washington, D.C. I actually sat on the statue of Abraham Lincoln. You could do that at that time. I remember going to Arlington Cemetery. I was trying to make the soldier guarding the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, laugh. I was not successful. I remember going to Canada and fishing. I remember being in the boat with the fish on the, I forget what it's called, all those hooks that hold fish. Um, And we were driving, driving. Uh, My dad was... Running the boat pretty quickly um, And the fish were flying up Out of the water And I was thinking Oh my God, how are they breathing? But of course they were dying anyway So what did it matter? I remember us taking cabins At Burr Oak State Park in Ohio In one of those cabins On one of those trips My dad taught me how to play poker It is A wonderful memory of me and my father So all of those vacations stopped when I was about seven So all of that happened between the ages of like two and seven At seven there were a lot of moving parts in my family And I wish that I had seen what was going on at the time Because perhaps I could have forecasted what was Going to happen in the future. We were moving a lot. Um, We moved from Akron to Youngstown. And when we were in Youngstown, we moved from an apartment to the most beautiful house I ever lived in. I remember when we moved from that apartment to that house, I rode in the back of the moving van. My dad said it would be okay because it wasn't very far, it was just a couple of miles. But I do remember my mother being very upset when she saw me coming out of the back end of that moving van. And I will tell you, there was a moment in that trip that I had to jump out of the way of a sliding dresser. So could have been tragic, I suppose. My parents continued to go on vacation, but not with us. I think a lot of that came from his work at, Columbus Mutual, the life insurance company that he worked for. He was always winning plaques and awards. And so they won some trips to Puerto Rico. I remember them coming home from Puerto Rico, bringing little bottles of tequila from the airplane ride and my dad telling me a story about Kids in Puerto Rico jumping up on the hood of the rental car and trying to sell packages of chiclets. I wish I had seen what was happening. The family trip had stopped, and I feel like that was the demise of something important. And then going to Puerto Rico, I believe, uh, by my parents going By themselves I think those were efforts At them trying to rekindle Their relationship And I don't think it worked After the tragedy My mom took me And my sister Bonnie To the Grand Canyon Of Pennsylvania I think it's in the Poconos See picture Then we went to Niagara Falls Bonnie and I were in one of those picture booths where it looks like I'm hanging over a cliff going down to the falls and she is rescuing me. I think that picture got thrown out when one of the storage spaces that I had, I couldn't pay for it anymore and they had to dump all of the material out. Sad. My mom and, well, all three of us went to Madame, what is her name? Jeez, I'm forgetting everything these days, people. Well, I guess this is a reflection of my life, right? Tussaud, Madame Tussauds Wax Museum in Niagara Falls. Of course, it's not the original, which is in France, but... They have copies of this wax museum in different touristy places in the United States. And my mom was in the basement, and I was behind her, and somebody came up to her and knocked, tapped her on the shoulder, and I remember her turning around, and it was Frankenstein who... Was a man in costume who was passing out flyers to uh, market the attraction And he said, can you tell me what time it is? And my mother just turned around and looked at this Frankenstein character And didn't even flinch And just looked at her watch and said, oh, 12 o'clock or whatever I was amazed and very impressed with my mother Bonnie left for school, Wheaton College, and then we stopped going on vacation. It was just two sad people, a child and an adult. Now, we did have what I would call modified vacations. After you have people in your family who are of a certain age and they move away, you go to see them in these places uh, where they have moved. And... My sister got married and moved to Tampa. And so after a while, we did start going there. So we did make a trip to Disneyland, I think. Or it's Disney World in Florida, the Epcot Center. I think it was the 25th anniversary of it. So when would that be? I don't know, 76 maybe? 75, I do have slides from that visit which actually bring up more memory than my brain brings up memory of going to um, Disney World in person. Uh, That was when Robin and Fred were still together and One time when we went there, I had a broken arm, but Fred took off my cast by soaking it in the bathtub and then using a Dremel tool to break through the plaster and pull it off. My sister Bonnie moved to Chicago. I remember us going on that kind of modified vacation Rush Street was very dangerous at that time But there was a Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum there So we did uh, decide to brave the danger, if you will And we went to that museum when she lived there She lived in Oak Park at the time I did not go on any vacation between the ages of 18 and 26. I was too poor. I was working a lot. I was When I did have some money, I was sleeping around a lot. So I was very busy with local adventure. Uh, my health started changing at that time, too. Goddamn cigarettes. At 26, I did go to a cabin in Hocking Hills. I had a little vacation with my then-partner, Uh, We went with another gas station manager couple Gas station managers and their partners or girlfriends or husbands Used to hang out a lot back in the 80s in Columbus, Ohio Uh, We broke up soon after that And I remember that vacation involved a lot of tangled fish line Fishing line I had no vacation to speak of from the ages of 27 to 44. Those years I would describe as difficult, uh surprising, performative, addictive, creative, and dangerous. And then at 44 years of age or 45, I took one of the most memorable vacations of my life, and that was to Amherst and then to Salem, Massachusetts. It was Emily all over that vacation. In fact, we stayed in a bed and breakfast that was the former house of uh, Mabel Loomis Todd, the woman that Emily Dickinson's brother Austin had an affair with who ended up Editing and organizing Emily Dickinson's first published book of poetry Um, I was able to visit the homestead and the evergreens Which, by the way, I hope this is still true of it uh, Emily Dickinson's niece, Maddie, uh, did Maddie Dickinson did know that her aunt was going to be a literary historic figure. And so she, upon her death had in her will that her house, the Evergreens, which was the house she grew up in the house that Austin Dickinson, uh, made with Sue Gilbert, Emily's very good friend and perhaps lover. Um, That nothing in that house should be changed And when we went in 2004 It was true uh, You could tour the evergreens And I loved going there And knowing that everything I was laying my eyes on Was something that Emily had seen The same furniture, the same paintings The same wallpaper That was very special for me I was able to go to her grave and recite a poem for her. I was able to go to Joan's library and I recited two minutes to talk to Emily Dickinson to the librarian there. And she let me uh, access the manuscripts that they did have of Dickinson. Harvard University has the majority of Emily's work. I, since that age, I have gone on many vacations. And I always, for a long time, felt like a hanger on in these vacations because I knew I could never have taken myself to these places Um, and to the amount of vacationage that I was privy to. Uh, It was because of my relationship with a woman who is very successful in life and so i always felt like i was just kind of going on her vacation with her lately i've come more to realize that we are um a united entity and it makes me feel like now these are my vacations but uh, so from my years to 46 to almost 63, I've gone to Hawaii, I've gone to Northern California, I've gone to Arizona, visited Tombstone, visited the biosphere, I've been to Las Vegas, and other places in Nevada and Arizona, Bisbee, Arizona, uh, jumping out in my mind, what a cute little town that has a lot of ghosts, and Virginia City, Nevada, which is a very unique place where you can be carted around on a golf cart by a tour guide to different parts of the silver mines, the gold mines, and the old-fashioned, recreated, historical storefronts. So these are new family traditions for me, I guess. I feel like going on all those vacations. I feel like I am still the same person, and yet I am very different at the same time. Uh, I'm always glad to get back home to my favorite chair in my backyard. You know, I now have many younger people in my life, and it seems like younger people these days travel a lot more than they used to. Is is it wrong to call you kids? Well. I like it because it's an affectionate term for me. So don't think of the Larry Clark reference to kids there. But these kids go everywhere in the world. I was just at the airport and a wheelchair assist person was talking to me about going to Iceland and Sweden and Brazil. And she said, I don't make a lot of money, but I save up my money so I can do this travel. She was on her way, just about ready to go to France too. So, will this trend continue? Will I keep meeting young people who travel over the world? Perhaps. Will they stop traveling so much? Perhaps. Have you heard of the Luddite Club? There is a trend now of younger people wanting to regress, wanting to go back In time to a place when the internet and perhaps uh, easy travel, and in this case with the Luddite Club, cell phones uh, were not in use. It's an interesting story. If you're interested in it, look it up. The Luddite Club started by a teenager in some borough of New York City uh, meeting with her friends after school. And purposefully putting down their cell phones and spending time talking to each other, looking at each other, looking at things in the world, spending time with nature, playing board games and doing crossword puzzles and trying to get back to an era before so much internet was everywhere. Maybe travel will continue to expand, or maybe it will go inside. Maybe the mode of travel will change to something futuristic, or maybe it will go back to foot travel. What do you think, scholars? What is your experience with vacation? Do you like vacation better than coming home? I think I almost like the coming home better. Can you get adventure in your little chair in your backyard like I love to do? I challenge you today to chart some memories of your vacations, whether they be staycations or the most luxurious vacation you've ever been on, to chart something about that memory through words or music or art. Would you do that for me? I would love to hear about it. As always, you can get a hold of me by writing to me at theprofessorforever1 at gmail or writing on the Facebook page, pages, uh, the Professor Forever Podcast Facebook page or extra credit with the Professor Forever. I am so glad you are here. I am so glad I am home. Thank you for listening.
0: She's got no lessons planned for me because she's not that fancy. She's a professor forever, professor forever.